Oh, camping was wild, uh, pun intended. It was amazing. Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts, learn from them, listen to their war stories, celebrate their wins, and laugh at the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Welcome to the Cat Explorer Podcast. I'm Asara. And I'm Daniel. We're jumping into the wonderful world of cat and dog siblings today. But before we jump in, we would love to know that you're listening along. So take a screenshot of your phone or a photo or video of what you're doing, upload it to your social media and tag us at catexplorer.community and our wonderful guests at MyTrailBuddy. We'd also love to hear what you think of today's episode. We would love to say a huge thank you to our wonderful Cat Explorer producers who have made this episode possible. Special thank you to our co-producers, Roxy the Kitty, Ziggy and Charlie, Luna Misty Blue, Adami, Mac, Patch and Ava, and Bowie the Siberian. If you love Cat Explorer and what we do, we would love it if you could support us by joining the Purse Squad. There's details on how you can do that in the episode description of your podcasting app. Today's guest, Neen, loves going camping and hiking, but not just with her cat, Dylan, but also with a dog. We're so excited to dive into the practicalities of that and more. Welcome to the Cat Explorer podcast, Neen. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us about Dylan. How did she come into your life? Um, Dylan was actually, uh, we got her as a companion for Ronan. Uh, We had severe separation anxiety issues with Ronan, actually. And uh, we thought it would be a good idea if he had another friend in the house. Um, Very bad idea. Didn't work out. Um, But uh, we thought uh, in in the moment it was a good idea. And it ended up just being, you know, a rescue cat situation. And we found other ways to deal with uh, the separation anxiety. But um, now Dylan is like such a fierce part of our life. um, And I couldn't imagine anything without her. So. So let's go through that. Ronan is a dog. Yeah. So, so you got Ronan the dog, a cat friend, which is so cute. <laughs> um, and as you mentioned, that actually didn't work out the way you intended, but that's a separate issue that you've dealt with. Now, I just, how does they get along? Like, how does it all play out and what's it like? Um, so when we got Dylan, uh, we lived in a two bedroom condo, so we gave her her own room and we knew that was super important. We did a lot of research ahead of time. I've had cats in the past and, and, uh, my partner has lived with cats before. So we were super comfortable adding, you know, that kind of pet to the family. And, uh, we gave her her own room. So Dylan's room. Um, and, uh, we just gave her a lot of time to just come out and we trained Ronan to not pass cross that barrier. So if the door was open, he wasn't allowed to just walk in freely, um, which was really helpful in helping her feel secure in the house. And it only took a few days before she started really roaming around and, and acting like a normal part of the family. So you mentioned that Ronan had separation anxiety. What was the thought process around getting another cat, uh, sorry, around getting a cat rather than getting a dog to help with that separation anxiety? Oh, yes. Um, A dog is a totally different situation. That's like basically bringing a baby into the family. Um, And like I said, my partner and I had uh, 
lots of experience with cats. So it seemed like a better choice at the time. Um, and uh, we only went out for a day, I think, just looking for cats. And we saw Dylan right away. And uh, <laughs> here she is now, just walking around. Um, and as soon as we saw her, we knew right away that she she was the one to, to bring home. Um, we also, uh, when we saw her, we mentioned to the lady at the pet store, she was a rescue, but in a pet store. And the lady who was helping us said, oh, she's she's so special, too. Like, that's great that you're choosing her. And we're like, why is she so special? And she said it's because she's a ginger cat. And usually ginger uh, cats aren't female. Um, only 20% of uh, ginger cats are female and the rest, 80% are male. Um, and I had no idea. Um, so that was super exciting. And I was like, she's the one. She's special. She's unique. She's ginger like Ronan. Like, we just, it was perfect. So, we had to take her. So how did the introduction go? Like, did they get, alo- get along initially? Um, she was very, Dylan was very, like, calm at first. Uh, and then when she realized that there was a dog in the house, she got very scared. Um, but like I said, having the room really helped. Uh, and then over time, Ronan, I think Ronan went after her, like, like, a, like an animal outside kind of thing, twice. Um, but after the two times, you know, we corrected it, we, you know, kind of gave him a little time out. And uh, I actually reached out to my trainer about it um, because he he grew up with a cat. And it, I was it was interesting to see how he was with a brand new cat. So I reached out to my trainer and she gave me some tips on like what to do and how to like assert boundaries in the house so that he understands that uh, Dylan is a part of the family. And it took probably about um, a, a month before I felt like he was comfortable with her. And because you mentioned that it wasn't exactly the solution that you were looking for with the separation anxiety, like what happened around that? Because a lot of members in our community really struggle with separation anxiety with their cats and their dogs. Yeah. Like we struggle with our cats. So I'm really interested in hearing how that worked with um, Ronan. Yeah. So I around the time that I reached out to my trainer um, about Dylan, uh, I, I mentioned that we got her originally to help Ronan and she said, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> That's silly. Um, she said, never get an animal to help another animal. Uh, there are some extreme situations where that might be a, a good idea, like possibly with like two cats, because it's very natural for them. But in this like kind of dichotomy, it just doesn't really work out. Um, and so we went a different direction with that and she helped me. So she said that, uh, Ronan is basically, uh, overstimulating himself. So he has anxieties around us leaving the house and he'll run to the window and just wait to see us like either leaving the car or coming back from the car or whatever. And, uh, she said by going to the window and doing things like that, he's heightening his own arousal. Uh, so we had to basically create a safe space for him, which he already had. He sleeps in a crate at night um so she said we need to reinforce the the idea of using a crate kind of like a den all the time whenever you're not home and this is also good because um it it's safer for him because it's a controlled situation so when i leave the house i don't have to worry about him getting into anything and also safer for dylan because i can't leave them together especially when it's a new situation for both of them um, so we reaffirmed the idea of uh, a kennel or crate as a safe space, and 
it helped so much just, you know, creating like a positive uh, space in that regard. It was like night and day and we didn't have to worry too much about, um, about, you know, moving on um, every day and it, it worked out. So do Ronan and Dylan get along now or what's it like? Yeah. I, I mentioned after the first couple of weeks, Ronan kind of went after her twice, kind of like, what are you? Are you a toy? You know? Um, and we nipped that in the bud right away. We said, no, like this is not a toy. This is your sister. <laughs> um, and uh, they, they get along, like they respect each other's space. And I think that's because of the boundaries that we created at the beginning. Um, almost too much. So like at the, to the point where they don't like to be super close together. Um, they will walk by each other and acknowledge each other and smell each other, but they don't cuddle or anything like that, which I really don't mind. My biggest concern is that they respect each other's space. So yeah, that's kind of the relationship that they have. And boundaries are good as well. So like, I'm so curious about this because, um, like we struggle with our two cats fighting sometimes. So how did you figure out what those boundaries are and how did you reinforce that? Because that's, for humans, we can communicate with words, but how do you communicate with your cat and dog about that? Um, yeah, the boundaries thing, I think, was really uh, – Dylan having her own room was really important. That was probably the best thing we could have done for her. Uh, her litter box was in there. Her her cat tree started out there, but then we moved it out later when she got more comfortable. Um, and her food, everything was in there. And that was also a workspace for me. So it was nice because I could go in and spend time with her just one on one uh, when I was working during the day. Um, so the, the her having her own room was excellent. It just helped so much. Uh, after that, it uh, it kind of just translated into other things like her getting her own backpack and her having um, the cat tree out in the living room. And and I think just having designated cat spaces is is a communication tool of itself for a dog just saying I don't sit in that cat condo I don't sit in that cat hammock so th- those aren't my things to to touch or to smell or whatever so I don't know he kind of just picked up on it naturally and um I think having a having a cat when he was growing up really helped with that too so Dylan cat goes cat exploring and I want to dive into that a little bit what kind of cat exploring do you do with Dylan yeah um we're I find uh, we're pretty we're pretty new to the cat exploring world. You know, we've only had Dylan for just over a year. Um, but right after we got her, uh, we decided that we were going to uh, do this whole van project. And obviously, I'll get into that later. But um, for for us, that meant that she had to be okay being on the move. And we just got to know her. We we just got her, so we had no idea if she would be that kind of cat because. As we know, like cats are very picky and you can't really control them. You can only just go with what they're happy to go with. So uh, we decided that we would start trial cat exploring with her just to see how it was. And that looked like getting a backpack and just taking her on hikes with us. And that was probably a weekly thing. Um, And that's that's as far as it went. Just her in the backpack, drive to the hike, take her out, wear her. And she was mostly just down below in the deepest part of the bag, like not looking up, not, like nothing. Um, and then Ronan, he uh, he's a hunting dog. Uh, I don't use him for hunting, but that's like his breed. And uh, so he needs to run every single day. So we would go very often and then probably 
every fourth or fifth hike, we would bring Dylan along. And that's kind of how it started. So you go cat exploring with both Ronan and Dylan, is that right? That's right. Wow. How do you manage <laughs> that? Is that? Do you have two people? What's the logistics like? Yeah. So, um, well, it's me and my partner. Um, it helps having two people because, you know, you have one person, like if I'm wearing the backpack and my partner's behind me, she can tell me like, oh, she's up. Like she's looking up and she's curious or whatever. She's not too cold. She's not too hot. That sort of thing, which is super helpful. I think if I were to do it alone, I would have to wear her on my front so I could watch her, um, which I did do on our very first walk around the neighborhood. Um, but with the two of them, it can be pretty challenging, especially with a dog like Ronan. He's very hyper. He's very active. Um, he likes to get in other people's space. So if we see oncoming hikers, I'll have to pull him off to the side and then we have to check on Dylan. And it's like a whole it feels like having kids. So it's it can be a lot. And it's not something I would recommend to, you know, just anyone. You have to like really be into it. Otherwise, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah, you can't take it lightly, but because there's a lot going on, there's a lot of stimulus, and you need to be very aware of what's going on. And so it definitely does help when you have two people so that one can watch one and the other can watch the other, as well as help each other keep an eye on the pets because, you know, you can't necessarily see what's going on with the cat in the backpack behind you. Exactly. that's, That's very helpful as well. Now... You mentioned how with Dylan you've gone to do, you know, hikes and you've d- done the car car rides and so forth, and you've done it weekly, which is great because consistency is a big part of it. But we also know you've been camping with Dylan. What was the first time like? Oh, camping was wild, uh, pun intended. It was amazing. Uh, we just – it was a very um, – It was a very spur of the moment thing um, for us to go camping on this particular weekend that we went. Um, We had gone camping a few times last summer and uh, towards the end, it was uh, late September. It was still super hot out. And we, you know, we said, well, why don't we take Dylan this time? And my partner was like, I think this would be a really great opportunity for her. She's done so well over the summer, just being in the backpack with us. And, you know, worst case, she'll just stay in the tent. And we also, I've talked about this on Instagram a little bit, but we also had a few like contingency plans. So if we had uh, like a gut feeling that she just wasn't into it, um, we could just go like right back to the car. And it was a little more of an intense camping trip than most would you know, take their cat on for the first time. But I think there's, there's this common theme that had kept coming up when we had Dylan and that, and that was like this fierce nature. She's so, she's so calm, but very just adventurous and, and excited to do new things. She, she typically acts scared at first, but once she's in the element of whatever it is that we're doing, she seems fine, like just absolutely fine. And I know body language is super important to know, like we know that from having a dog. And so we pay attention to that a lot. And the first trip uh, in the bag, she, she did well. The first trip in the car, she did well. It was just like this ongoing, you know, role of so many good things. And it just made us both feel like we have a special cat here. We, we have someone who is just up for anything. And so the first trip... <laughs> 
uh, we actually did a, pa- a paddle in, which is, you know, you, you have to get a boat and then you get in the boat and you paddle to your site and then you stay at your site. It wasn't uh, portaging where you have to carry your canoe to each site, but um, it was only about a five minute paddle. So if anything went wrong, we could just go back really quickly. All that to say, um, it was really special. Um, Dylan stayed in the tent for two days. <laughs> didn't didn't want to yeah didn't want to do anything and then on the third day in the morning we were packing up to leave and she just strolled out of the tent like nothing had happened like we hadn't been in the wild for two days and went down to the water like the sun was just like hitting her the sun was just rising and she went down to the water started lapping up the water like she lived in the forest her whole life and I was like who is this cat oh my gosh just like looking at squirrels and chipmunks and I was like, are you okay? Like you've been gone for so long. And she was so fine. Just so. And and I think the main idea is that we didn't push her, you know, we didn't force her out of the tent. It's like every time we thought she might be into it, she kind of just ran back to the tent. So by giving her the option to either come or go, I think she, she came into it on her own. So, yeah. Wow. I love that. And just a point, if anyone can hear any, Sounds going on in the background. That was Ronan digging through things in the background. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I love how you've given D- Dylan the space yeah, for her to choose what she wants to do and see what her mood's like and her body language. It's great to hear. Did did Dylan do okay on the canoe? How did that go? Because I'm just hearing your story going, wow, your first time with Dylan out camping, you put a can you throw canoeing into it as well like that even for five minutes it's a like lot. it's that's pretty incredible how did that go yeah it was a lot um we I, she had this um cave this like fabric cave type of thing that we found at the pet store about a week before and uh, we just kind of left it in one of her favorite spots in the house and she took to it right away so uh, just as we were walking out the door, we're like, should we bring the cave? And and my partner was like, yeah, yeah, bring it. So we brought it. And uh, when we got to the site, uh, we just packed up the canoe and put the cave right on top. And she went right in. And my job was to just make sure she didn't fall or move or anything. And uh, I had some pictures on Instagram, but you can just see like her face just slightly poking out of the cave and watching us slowly paddle to the to the site. And she was fine, you know, and like I said, if we had the like the gut feeling that she just wasn't loving it, we were so ready to turn around and go back. I think that's a great attitude to have so that you're really just, you know, watching and doing it for the benefit of the cat and making sure that they're OK with it. What did she do for those two days while inside the tent? Like, did she just chill out? Did she just hang out? Yeah, we we made a point to try and like we picked her up and put her outside a couple times and left the tent door open. And most times she would just go right back. Other times she'd kind of walk around and sniff things for like 30 seconds or so. But yes, the the two days she stayed inside the tent and uh, she slept most of the day in her cave. Um, and then at night, of course, when we were trying to settle down and, and go to go to bed, um, she's up scratching in her litter box and looking at out the mesh door of the tent, like uh, looking up at the moon and the moon is so bright and everything. And I. Yeah. So she had a lot to do in this tiny space somehow. So, yeah, I can just imagine like how. It's all back to front for you, like when you're trying to sleep, she's just 
going crazy and yep. you know, it happens at home. So I can only imagine it happens out there. Does she get the zoomies as well at midnight? Like, does she, you know, you mentioned the scratching and all that. Does she do that as well? Yeah, the zoomies, I mean, she she scales it to how, like, the situation we're in. Right now, we live in a bigger house, so the zoomies are much bigger. Uh, she goes up and down the stairs. It's multi-level, so she's just, you can hear her at night just stomping around, and it sounds like a small child. Um, but in the tent, she doesn't have as much room, so she works with the space that she has, you know, by scratching the box and uh, walking around on us and near Ronin and everything. So, uh, yeah, she, she has them, but in a different way. So was Ronan there at the first time that you went camping as well? So how did he manage having Dylan there as well? Um, yeah, we. I don't think we've ever gone camping without Ronan. Uh, he is like a, a vital element to the camping scene. It's just not the same without him, or I would imagine it wouldn't be the same without him. Um, I think the home boundaries and rules kind of translated to camping for sure. Uh, he didn't even seemed to care that she was there, like didn't pay attention to her at all. So it was, it was super easy to manage that for sure. I'm quite impressed given how small space camping is that you can translate that those boundaries across so easily. So that's pretty good now. So that was your first time. Would you do anything differently now in terms of camping with, you know, Ronan and Dylan? Yeah, we actually just came back from a, the longest trip that we've done with all of them. Uh, we got back um, just a few days ago and um, it was completely different. We have a bigger tent. Um, we have uh, a little, it's called an adventure tent um, that we bought for Dylan and she uses it at home, but it's very easy and light to bring other places. So uh, that kind of, we kind of swapped that with the cave just because it's a little more open. It's raised off the ground. Uh, it's super great. Um, so those are some of the things that we've changed, you know, giving a little more space. We've also uh, started leash walking at home. So we've uh, switched to a retractable leash, uh, which is amazing because on our last trip, she showed us that she actually likes to go. We call it night crawling. And uh, right, you know, the same time of day that I was saying, you know, she starts getting all those night zoomies in the tent she starts kind of pawing at the door and, you know, okay, it's time. And we'll put her jacket on and uh, the, the leash and she does a self-guided walk and we kind of just let her do a walk around the campsite. And um, I forgot to mention, but before when I said we did a, we chose a paddle insight that was deliberate um, because uh, in Canada we have areas, natural areas called crown land, which is, which are basically uninhabited areas and you can spend a certain amount of time there for free. Um, they're beautiful areas, but you have to know where they are. They're a little bit hard to find. And, um, this particular spot we had known about from a previous trip and it's very, very quiet depending on the time of week that you go. And so that was really important to us if we were bringing her that we wouldn't be disturbed by like a party next door or something, you know? Um, so that's kind of why we did it that way. And every time we brought her camping since then, it's been to one of those places. So what do you take now with you when you go camping? What's the essentials? Um, the essentials, we always bring um, a, ba a small bag of litter from home, just like clean new litter. 
I did have a, um, a travel litter box at one point. I still have it. I just find it's not super convenient. Um, it's one of those like fabric ones that has like a plastic liner. Um, it leaks like clean litter out of the zipper sometimes. So yeah, it's not the, it's not the best. Um, so what I've been doing is bringing just a little bag of litter and then pretty much every time we go camping, we bring like a box of like food or beer or something. So we just empty the box, the cardboard box, and then we put the litter in. It's the same litter from home. So it's pretty easy for her to just figure it out. Um, However, on the last trip, uh, we were walking with her actually during the day and Ronan went to um, pee like in a bush and Dylan saw him do it and peed immediately after outside for the first time. And I was like losing my mind. I was like, what just happened? He, he just taught her. At it. it was crazy. <laughs> absolutely crazy. And I thought that would be her gateway to going outside we're not quite there yet she still needs a litter box but it's it's a good start um so on on top of you know the litter box the tent um just the essentials like for cat exploring even around your neighborhood other than those things it's pretty much the same like a leash Uh, we use a cat jacket as the harness and a blanket like that's pretty much it i think i love how she learned um how did it go outside from her brother? That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> she learned anything else from her brother? Any dog, um, you know, traits? It's a good question. I, I haven't really noticed anything else. This one was so apparent to not notice. It was just one after the other. But um, I think her demeanor in general, like, is a little more dog-like. I think just naturally. It, I think that happens even like with humans. You know, you you spend enough time with someone, you pick up like habits and behaviors of, of theirs. Um, she's not with any other cats currently, so she kind of does act a little more dog-like and is a little more like stern and not as flighty as she used to be and that sort of thing. So, yeah. And have you found that with cat exploring as well? Because we usually find that people who have a dog, their cat's a lot better at walking on the trails or a lot more confident and they kind of take their, I suppose, their cues from their dog siblings as well. Yeah, I think I I haven't, we haven't had a chance to really, um, you know, get her to leash walk on the trails as much. Um, We started to shift our focus from like hiking to camping because it's such a main part of what we do every summer. Um, It's, it's almost kind of, got it, it kind of got wrapped up in like a combo because now with the night crawling she kind of gets used to walking on the trails around the campsite um but as for you know with following Ronan's lead I think for sure she has a, a little bit of more confidence she stands a bit taller and I find like when people are coming down the trail she doesn't get super low anymore like she doesn't try and hide she just kind of stands there and waits for them to pass which is what we do with Ronan usually especially if there's another dog, we'll either pick her up or kind of put her somewhere safe. So with the tent, you mentioned that you guys got a bigger tent. Is there anything particular about the tent that you need to be considerate of when you go out camping with a cat and a dog? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think uh, good ventilation is just a, a, a key part of shopping for a tent in general um, when it comes to like humans or pets. Uh, it tends to get very hot in the in the early morning as the sun's coming up if you're not under uh, good shade. 
Um, so part of the new tent that we got, it has like, it advertised these like ventilation pockets around the bottom, um, perimeter. And that was super helpful. And we found she, she actually curled up at the bottom of the tent for a lot of the time during the day that she was sleeping. Um, and that made sense to me because like, you could feel if you put your hand, there's really good airflow. So that's super important. And if I were to do it again, I would definitely buy another tent like that for sure. I've also heard that if you can find tents where you can actually hide the zippers or those extra things that hang off, that's a great idea as well because your cat might try mm-hmm. and attack those and open those as well. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Um, when you set up the tent, what what do you normally do with Ronan and Dylan? Are they leashed? And, like, when you're hanging out at the campsite, like, are they allowed to walk around or do they stay in the tent or what, what do you normally do? Um, it's, we try to mock like what we do at home pretty much. There's always some element of structure. Um, we work really hard on training Ronan. So it's important that Dylan kind of follows the same routine. So when we're setting up camp, usually we'll let Ronan off and he'll kind of just, uh, sniff things out. That's, you know, as long as we know he's in a contained area and he's not going to bother anyone else if we are close to another party. Um, with Dylan, because I mentioned that adventure tent that we have, um, she'll stay usually in the tent because that's her only safe space while we're putting up the big tent. Uh, so that's usually where she'll be. So with the adventure tent, is that a cat tent or is that like a, oh, sorry, it's like a cat tent. Mm-hmm. Is it, is, so we've got a couple of cat tents, but um, I don't know how they're, they're not huge. They're a little bit small and I don't know how secure the zips are. Like, mm-hmm. is this one pretty secure that way? So this one's totally different. I think the word tent is a little confusing, but um, it's by it's by Tinker. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's um, it looks like a teepee, actually, where um, and then it's got a raised bottom. So there's no zippers. There's no doors. Um, it's like I can't enclose her in it. She can walk away if she wants to. But as I mentioned, there's no real tent for her to go to. So that's like her safe spot when we're setting up camp. Um, but it's amazing for home outside, even in the backyard, it just gives her a place. And the fact that it's raised is like a game changer. And so do you keep that inside the big tent once you've set it up? Is that how it works? Yes. Yeah, we do. It's like her, it's where she sleeps at night at home. So we do the same thing in the tent. So before we mentioned about canoeing and I understand you've got another entertaining story about canoeing that you wanted to share. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, on that first trip, um, during the day, like I said, we would take Dylan out a few times just to see, you know, to test the waters, uh, so to speak, and just see how she was at camp. And uh, because she did so well on the paddle in, um, I figured she'd be okay on the on the canoe, just on like a little trip around the water. And um, my partner was still sleeping at the time. So I was just like, oh, we'll go out by ourselves. <clears throat> and uh, I put her in the canoe. And, uh, you know, everything was great. She was doing so well. And that's, I think, one of the first pictures, like, I tagged Cat Explorer in. And it was so amazing to me just seeing her. She was all the way at the front of the canoe, like, standing up on her on her front two paws, like, looking out in the water. And just so graceful. Like, so amazing. And then uh, I was like, well, that was really sweet. Let's let's go back. And so I turn, I turn the canoe and I get swept up in this like wind and water current. Like the wind is blowing, the water is really like, it's not fast, but it's strong. 
very strong. So I'm like trying to turn and I, the thought crosses my mind. I'm like, oh, this is the first time I've ever been in a canoe by myself. <laughs> this is not <laughs> a good idea. And I was like, what have I done? I've just stranded us. And my partner was sleeping, so I couldn't call for her. Um, and uh, I don't even know if she would hear me. I wasn't very far from camp, but I could see it. It was just like so, so far away, but so close at the same time. And uh, I panicked. I, I really panicked. Um, I didn't really know what to do at, at the moment because I wasn't really going anywhere. I was just kind of spinning in circles. And every time I got the nose of the boat towards camp, just the slightest wind would push us the other way. And I noticed right when I started to have that like that first sweat of like like anxiety, Dylan came down from the front of the canoe and sat right in my lap. And she does not do that. She's pretty affectionate, but she's choosy about it. And this was really special for me because, you know, this was a pretty, still pretty new relationship for us. And she just came and sat right in my lap. And I was like, wait a second, you know that I'm anxious. This is awesome. Like you're comforting me. You're being my emotional support cat. That's amazing. Um, and that helped so much. I was like, everything's going to be fine. We're going to get through this. And I, you know, I took like a, a minute or two to just kind of like breathe it out. And I was like, we're fine. We'll get through this. And I pushed really, really, really hard against the wind and eventually got us back. And uh, when we were just a few strokes from camp, my partner came out of the tent and like was waving at me. And she was like, oh, did you guys have a good trip? And I was like, get me out of this canoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the things that happen on your first time in a canoe by yourself and your first time with Dylan in a canoe by yourself. Yeah. Hey, the yeah. first part went really well. Like, I mean, the majestic side of things and the fact that you had that bond in the canoe is pretty special too. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. Yeah. You just had to go through some tougher moments to get there. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We had to work through the hard parts to enjoy the good parts. So now that we're back on land, let's talk about vanning. So we understand that you're currently in a six month transition to go to a van. Do you mind sharing what you're doing in your plans? Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, right after we got Dylan, we were already working on a plan to actually move across the country. And somehow that spiraled into, uh, well, it started with, we need a new car. And then if we get a new car, we should rent a trailer to tow our stuff. And then that turned into, what if we camped along the way while we go? And then that turned into a van. And uh, my partner always tells a story that she thought I would just hate, absolutely hate the idea. But when she said it for the first time, there was no convincing me. I was just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and um, that was uh, the middle of last year, I want to say. And then a couple months into this year. So I think around February or March, we actually bought our van. So we've had it for a few months now. Um, we That's our only method of transportation. We don't have a car anymore. Um, so we are in the process of converting it into a home on wheels. And I think the backpacking, all the backpacking and camping that we've been doing lately is a really good transition or a reminder of kind of what we're getting into. So right now we're pretty much in the early stages. Um, we have, we are integrating solar as our electrical system. So we have our solar panels ready to go there in our garage. Um, they're not, um, 
they're not installed yet, but we have installed our, we have like air, like cir circulation fans. Um, so we've installed those and then we're getting on the solar and then we'll move on to, to some other systems. So it's still at the beginning. That's pretty cool. I always, you know, love seeing those vans, which are decked out with all this cool stuff. And you see those YouTube videos, they're just like, wow, you can fit a lot into a small space and you can be very clever with it. And one person who we've talked to who has got a van like that and has been very clever is Rich from Van Cat Meow. So we've had a very interesting chat with him about how he's made his van cat friendly. So you know, like it just blew our mind that you could do that and make it cat friendly and fit yourself and a cat in there. How are you thinking about how to make the cat the van cat friendly as well as taking along a dog as well? Um, yeah, I think we've we've done a lot of research. Uh, it's been months and months and months of research and uh, planning. Design planning has eaten up most of my free time. Um, and pretty much all of our layout is centered around Ronan and Dylan. Um, I find that a lot of van cat explorers um, don't have dogs. Uh, so it's super interesting. I don't really have a lot to go off of. It's either the van people have dogs or they have cats, not both. Um, so we're, again, we're trying to mimic like what feels comfortable at home. Uh, Ronan spends like his, his sleep time in the crate and um, anytime we need him to be kind of in on his own, he goes in the crate. So we're obviously integrating a crate and that'll be under our bed. Um, for Dylan, we have so many ideas having her in the van, like just going places either um, like camping or just on a car ride in general, we can see the way that she looks at the van and all the places she wants to go to and, and check out. So we are integrating um, like cubbies that are really high up that are like basically cupboard height. Um, and they'll just be, instead of a cupboard with a door, it'll be a little nook for her with an open hole. Um, and she can go in and out as she, as she pleases. It's also a safer place for her to hang out while we're driving. Um, so there's that. We'll still have the adventure tent for, you know, uh, when we are camping in the van, but just places like that little nooks and haven't really figured out all the details yet, but things like that, where she can be up high and away from everything else is super important. I think what's great is that at home you've got these places for both Ronan and Dylan and you're replicating that in the van, you replicate that in the tent. And I think that's something for all of us to remember is those places that we've got for our pets, we can replicate that when we're traveling. So if you're going to an Airbnb, for example, if you take, for example, your adventure tent, you can take that and that can be their home. Um, Daniel and I have stayed in those tiny houses a fair bit. So they're, I'm not sure whether it's a thing all around the world. They seem to be a thing recently in Australia and they're on Airbnb a lot. And um, it's amazing what your cats can make home in a tiny piece of space as long as they've got those comfort things. So we usually take a blanket and that's all they really need. Like right. we usually take a bed and stuff as well with us. But as soon as they see their blanket on the sofa or a certain area in the tiny home, they will just go there. So it's just showing them that it's still home. It just looks a little bit different. Exactly. Yeah, that's the idea, right? It's just, you know, bringing those little pieces of home with you and creating a mini home or a different home wherever you are. And I think that's all they really need. So you've obviously thought about this a little bit and 
you've done some trial experiments with camping and so forth to try and get Dylan and I suppose uh, Ronan as well used to this life that you're soon embarking on. Uh, how have you thought about how uh, Dylan will adjust to life on the road or what plans have you thought about putting in place to facilitate that? I've had a lot of thoughts about this um, just because I think the way we go about handling Dylan will be different depending on where we are in the world. Um, if we're in an urban setting, I feel like it's going to be a totally new challenge. And then versus, you know, being in the back country kind of where she can be a little more free. So I think a lot of it is going to be, you know, trial and error. Um, we have some ideas of how it might go and setting up different ways of keeping her secure um, I've read a lot about van cats getting used to you opening the side door and then they just bolt right out because they're used to being in a certain space for so long. Um, so I'm, it re I really don't know just yet. It's kind of, we're going to have to start with a couple things at first and then see how she reacts depending on where we are. I'm, I'm from the city originally, so we're definitely going to be visiting family and friends at some point in the van. So seeing how she reacts to like busier streets and noisy noises and things like that is going to be really interesting. Um, but in terms of, you know, helping her adapt, I think is just being consistent and taking her out as much as we can right now um, in different, in different ways, walking her in the neighborhood, taking her on trips to the city, taking her camping just so that she is used to the variety. It'll be very interesting to see how this unfolds. I am very keen to see it go well for you guys, and <laughs> I think it'll be a lot of fun. And you know, you just put the you, to describe it. It's two people, one cat, one dog in a van. <laughs> just like, <laughs> how's that going to go? That's going to be very, very interesting. But I think, yeah, you've got a lot of thoughts in terms of how you will do it. So I, I can only, well, I can't only see it, but <laughs> I think it'll go well. Now, we're heading towards the end of our podcast, and before we let you go, we're going to jump into our final four questions, which we go through with all our guests. The first question is, what is one piece of advice you'd give to new cat explorers? Um, I think one piece of advice is don't be afraid to try new things. Um, with Dylan, we were kind of forced to because it, it meant, you know, it was a trial and error thing. If she wasn't able to do some of these things, then we would have had to figure out a different plan for the way we were going about our life. Um, and so I think by pushing her to try new things little, little by little, we were able to see that she actually is open to those things. And I think um, there, there is a, some, like some sort of this idea around cats and how, because the way they, because they are the way that they are, we tend to not force them into things. And I would never force Dylan to do anything but I think being a little bit risky with her and a little bit, um, I don't know, uh, adventurous has allowed us to see that she is so open to so many different things. And uh, one of the things that people say to us, especially like family and friends, they're like, oh, I wish I could do that with my cat. And I'm like, you can, you know, if your cat isn't, you know, if your cat isn't super flighty or has any other issues, then you can try, you know, and that's that's the biggest like piece of advice I could think of, really. And. Also, if you're willing to try, there's so many things that you can do as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what's been the most entertaining comment someone has said to you while you've been out and about with Dylan? 
Um, I think, I think the, it's just a simple line, but when people, sometimes when people see her, they're like, is that a cat? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that's a cat. And we've got a dog and we've got a cat. <laughs> and they're just like so blown away, especially if we're like on a local trail, just hiking. Um, people also, weirdly enough, tend to like stick their faces in the bag. And we're like, whoa, like, you know, it's like they they don't know what they're going to find. And they're so shocked. I think that whole reaction has had to be the funniest thing that's happened so far, because it just happens every time, pretty much. <laughs> Um, my favorite comeback to that is no, it's a rabbit. Yeah, I'm gonna start using that one. Which cat explorers inspire you? Um, okay. Uh, uh the Gibson Chronicles. Um Gibson and his mom are so amazing. Uh we're from the same area, so there's lots for us to talk about and chat about and um I love talking to her. It's she's so inspiring and she's always doing something different with Gibson. And that has, you know, really like inspired me to do different things with Dylan as well. Um, She's the first person that I send people to and they want to talk about like other cat exploring things that we don't do, um, especially urban cat exploring. Um, She's been doing it with Gibson since he was just a baby. And that's so cool to me just starting that young. Um, and, and the other ones would be, um, Adventures of Mike and Lily. They're just so, like, they're so fun. They were the first, um, set of cats that I saw camping. And the first thing I did was comment. And I'm like, wait, what, how did, what, like, how do you do this? And I just immediately reached out to them asking them for help because it was so amazing. Just that photo of them in, in their tent and, um, Mike and Lily in their sleeping bags. And I was just so blown away because camping is such a huge part of our lives. And when I thought that we could incorporate Dylan into that, it was just so special. So final question, what product, service or program has been a game changer for Dylan? Uh, Two things, for sure. The first thing I've mentioned throughout this entire chat has been uh, the Adventure Tent. Uh, Again, it's by Tinker. Um, You can find them on their uh, website or their Instagram, but... Um, it's a, it's a one man show. Um, it's a Canadian company and, uh, he makes these, you know, adventure tents that are raised off the ground. Um, they're super protective and they're very durable, but lightweight enough to take uh, camping and that switching from like the cave to the adventure tent and even at home has been so amazing and so comforting for Dylan. Um, the other thing would be her cat jacket. Um, we have, we used, we tried many different harnesses before we got to this and the cat jacket has been hands down the best uh, type of restraint or like type of harness that we could use for her. Um, it's very, very hard for her to get out of it. So, Neen, thank you so much for sharing about Dylan and Ronan today. Thank you so much for joining us as well on the podcast. Where can we find you, Dylan and Ronan online? Uh, we're at my trail buddy on Instagram. So that everyone can find those links, we'll put all of those links and a summary of today's show in the show notes. Just go to the episode description on your podcast app and the link will be there. Thank you so much for listening today. Did you know that leaving a review for the Cat Explorer podcast helps to continue this podcast? The review helps us find sponsors and they help fund this podcast. So it would mean the world to us if you could leave a review wherever you listen. We'll read it out on a future episode. Thank you so much for being a part of the Cat Explorer community. That's it for today. We'll catch you next time. In the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world. Bye.